This is Best Show Gems, the best of the best show on WFMU. My name is Tom Sharpling. I'm the host of the best show on WFMU. And I guess I'm the host of Best Show Gems also. As I said earlier, Best Show Gems, it's a sliver, a slice, a sampling of what we do during the full three-hour extravaganza that is the best show on WFMU. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this. Or actually, if you're working out, lean up and get excited and get ready to enjoy another installment of Best Show Gems. FMU, you're on the air. Where was you last week? Oh, hey, it's Roy. How's it going? It's going all right. Philly yeah. boy Roy. Yeah. I uh, I was out of town. I was in Los Angeles. Really? Yeah. That's where I was, too. You were in Los Angeles? Of course I was. Really? Man, isn't Weird Deadwood too much? <laughs> what, what's that? I said, isn't Weird Deadwood too much? Weirdo wood? Yeah. Oh, where where did you pick that up from? I don't know. I've always called it that. You've always called Los Angeles, like Hollywood. Yeah. You've always called it weirdo wood. Of course I have. What do you call it? I mean, but people generally, when they want to say that, they would call it Holly weird. What? Who does? Like everyone. Who do? I've heard it for my whole life. I ain't never heard that. That's stupid. I don't even get it. Explain it to me. <laughs> you don't get Holly weird. No. Hollywood. Yeah. Holly weird. You don't see don't... how the you don't see how the two of the, those sound alike. No. It, it don't roll. It don't roll off the tongue like weirdo would. <laughs> Weirdo wood does def- definitely does not roll off the tongue. Sure it does. Hollywood. Holly weird. Hollywood. Yeah. Weirdo wood. No. Okay. Yeah. Sure. Okay. I'll, uh... Crazy out there, though, isn't it? Yeah, it I is. I love kinda... it out there. I, th- I think I'm, like, made for being out there. You like it out there? Oh, yeah. Well, what, what did you like so much about being out in, uh... In Hollywood. I just love it. You know, for like a mogul like myself, you know, just just driving around out there. Um, I saw a palm tree. <laughs> you saw a palm tree? Yeah. You saw one? Yeah. That's it? You didn't see a whole bunch of them? I think I only saw one, yeah. It was in the hotel lobby. Why? <laughs> because they kind of are all over the place out there. I must not have seen many of them. That's uh-huh. weird. Yeah. Didn't notice any? Not really. As no. you were driving around? I was just I was doing deals and stuff. You know, business as usual. So you got brought out there, I'm assuming, by uh Wawa Records? No. No? I was brought out there by Wawa Records and Filmed Entertainment, Inc. Ugh. I'm in the movies now. Oh no. So, yeah. Because you were, the last time we spoke, you were running Wawa Records. Yup. And now, now to, by hearing that uh, new that new title, he, uh, apparently Wawa Records is uh, is expanding its its uh, its scope into filmed entertainment. Okay, so now it's Wawa. Wawa Records and filmed entertainment. Okay. Yeah. So you are running 
both now? Oh, yeah. I'm even more of a mogul than I was when I last talked to you. Uh-huh. Yeah. Great. So you went out to go take care of some business. Yeah, I was I was out in Weirdo Wood, you know, pitching stuff to people, backers, big film studios and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, any, anything you care to uh, divulge that you were uh, pitching? Sure, you know. Um, well, before I came out there, I wanted to buy the film rights to, a, you know, like a good book and, and pitch it as a film and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I'm a little strapped for cash right now. It's not a big deal, but due to some litigation that's kind of in the works as a result of that Live Stones album I'm putting out. Yeah, oh, oh the Live Rolling Stones record that you're putting out that you recorded. Yeah. Yourself. Back in 81, yeah. First first date of the Tattoo U tour. Yeah, that that you probably don't have any right to put out. Uh, we don't need to get into that. Uh-huh. And also, you know Ben Gibbard? Yeah, from uh, Death Cab for Cutie. I signed him, too, to Wawa Records for a solo deal. Yeah, I remember that. Between you and me? Yeah. Being a little bit of a pain in my keister. Really? Yeah. How, how so? Well, he, he don't want to listen to my ideas about songs and musical direction. Well, like, well, what are some of your ideas? Well, he didn't give me no songs that can get on the radio. So, what? Well, What's your idea of a radio song, Roy? I want the good, tuneful stuff, you know, like, you know, And We Danced, Escalator Life, She's Gone, Sarah Smile, uh, you know, stuff like that, Love Train, Gypsy Rose. I mean, were you... <laughs> Gypsy Rose. Yeah. Were you looking for him to literally cover songs? Possibly, yeah. Uh-huh. He wouldn't do it, though. And his original stuff? Yeah. It's like he's saving all the good stuff for Death Cab and the and the letter sorters. The letter sorters. His other band. Yeah, the, you mean the the Postal Service? What's that? That's his other band. I don't think so. I mean, it's like, that's what A&R stands for, you know? A&R, Airwaves and Radio. <laughs> that is... De- <laughs> that, that is not what uh, A&R stands for. It's artist and repertoire. I don't get it. I don't know what. You said it stands for airwa- airwaves and radio. Yeah. Why? Why wouldn't you just call it A or R? Not A. It's the same thing. Airwaves and radio. I didn't make the rules up. Omelet Erdogan did. Uh, wait, who? Omelette Erdogan. Uh, omelet. Only one of the biggest record label guys of all time. Omelette Erdogan. Yeah, he's not, like Russian or something. No, he's not Russian. Yeah, and his brother Neshley. <laughs> ne- oh, ne- like the uh, like the uh, powdered uh, chocolate. Uh, yeah, I think I think they named it after him. Yeah, so one guy is one guy is named after. Uh, one guy is named after the type of, uh, uh, the, the way you can prepare an egg. Yeah. So one guy, they na- his name, his, like his parents named him after omelets. I don't know how they do it over there in Russia. Yeah. And then the it's other different. guy is named after, uh, or, or they named the, uh, chocolate, pa- the chocolate powder. They at- must have loved them some chocolate. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. They're not Russian either. I, I think they were Turkish. Oh, you don't know. You're not in the business like I am. Yeah, you're. Uh, well, you're, let me get back to my movie. You're right. I don't. Uh, I don't. I'm not as educated on uh, an omelet or Nestle Erdogan. Well, I tip my hat to ye for admitting it. Ye? Yeah. What? 
<laughs> oh, as long as we're speaking formal uh, old English here. What? Okay, well, let's, let's go forward, Roy. Okay. So anyway, the only book I could afford to buy, because I'm a little strapped, just for the moment, mm-hmm. um, the only book I could afford to, to buy the rights to is this, is this book called How to Fix a Broken Hearth by Benjamin P. Gortner. How to Fix a Broken Hearth? Yeah. And what is that about? Well, I didn't really read it or nothing before I bought it, which was dumb, I'll admit it. Mm-hmm. I thought it was called How to Fix a Broken Heart. Okay. You know, like like a love story. Yeah. But it turns out it's actually a repair manual. To fix an actual broken hearth. Like a bread oven, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so how much did you pay for the for the option on that? We don't need to get into that, do we? Well, g- give me a, a ballpark figure. Only $2,000. $2,000? $42,000. $42,000. What? Yeah. I'll get it back. Don't worry. DVD sales. D. Oh. Yeah. Oh. DVD. DVD sales of what? Of of the DVD. I've hired a brilliant young screenwriter to help turn it into a great movie. To turn How to Fix a Broken Hearth into a great movie. Like who? Who is this screenwriter? Well, his name is Royden Ziegler the second. Uh huh. And uh, I think I think I know that is that is that is that your son Roy Jr. Yeah, how'd you know that? I think we've been down this road eighty times before. Oh, I don't know. Well, he says it's going great. He's almost three quarters done the screenplay. He says it's like Home Improvement meets Nashville. Home Home Improvement, the uh, the TV show, the Tim Allen show. Yeah. Meets Nashville, the movie. Yeah. The the Robert Altman movie. Oh yeah. Well, I, I, you want to know what? You have piqued my interest. Okay. Well, I mean, when, when is this going to be filmed? Of course it is, yeah. You don't have anybody attached yet, do you? Well, my if I had my brothers, uh-huh. I'd reunite the cast of, uh, of oh. Dr. T and the women. Really? Yeah. Which was who again? That was uh, Richard Gere. Uh-huh. Tara Reed. Yeah. Uh, Kate Hudson. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, Farrah Fawcett was in it also. Yeah. Yeah. So you'd bring all those people back oh, together. Oh, yeah. I think they'd be great. Yeah. But the world is screaming for a Dr. T uh, reunion. I think they are. Ain't they? I don't think so. Well, anyway, Roy, Roy's turning me on to all these movies. He says, you know, Roy, if you're going to be a film mogul, you've got to know films. He doesn't call you dad. Does no. He? No. Is he that a little, don't. little bit of a sore spot still? I don't like it. How long has it been since he called you dad? Five years, probably. So, like, when he was ten, he stopped calling you dad? Yeah. And just started calling you Roy? Yeah. Does he call your wife uh, Rhoda? No. He calls her mom? It's just me. <laughs> just you. I don't get it, and I don't like it. I don't approve of it. I tell him all the time I don't approve of this young man. And he, you know what he says? What? Shut up, Roy. <laughs> wow. Why are you laughing? Because he sounds pretty uh, sassy. Well, hey, he gave me this list of films to check out. Maybe you've heard some of some of them. Uh-huh. Well, the one that I mentioned, Nashville by Robert Altman... Yeah. Casablanca <laughs> by Michael Curtis. Casablanca, yeah, yeah. Chinatown. Yeah. By Roman Polanski. 
Seven Samurai. <laughs> Seven Samurai? By Akira. Akira. Something Oriental. Yeah, it's something Oriental. Yeah, yeah. Akira Kurosawa. Who's she? It's a ma- it's a man. Okay, he. Magnolia. Oriental. First of all, you're about sixty years out of date. What is using that word? Let's Magnolia. Mo- no, move on. People still say Magnolia. Okay, Magnolia. Who's that by? Paul Thomas Anderson. Yeah. Who's afraid of Virginia Woolf? Yeah. By Mike Nichols. Yeah. Citizen Kane. Orson Welles. Orson, yeah. Not much of a reader, are you? It's weird when the words are actually in front of you. Yeah. I find that when words are like in my head, uh-huh. they kind of just come out of my mouth pretty regular. Mm-hmm. But when I have to read them, it's, yeah, it's, I got to go a little slower. Rear Window by Alfred Hitch, Hitchcock. Mm-hmm. And Mall Rats by Kevin Smith. Okay. And those are the movies that. Roy Jr. told you to check out. Yeah, I'm going to go to Blockbuster tonight to take him. Uh huh. Yeah. Well, good. Good. I think you might only be able to get mall rats at Blockbuster. Okay. Well, maybe I'll have to do uh, what's the thing where you you, you go on on the internet and you yeah. pick, Netflix. Pick the movie. What's it called? Net- Netflix. What? What's it called? Netflix. Let me write that down. You got it yet? Nope. Netflix. I'm, I'm doing it. You done? F. You done yet? Okay, got it. Yeah. Okay, great. Yeah. Great. I had much uh, better luck with another pitch that I did out there. Uh huh. Well, nobody was, was really into the first one. Uh huh. What What was it? Are you ready? Yeah, this is something... Are you strapped in? Yes, I'm strapped in. You got your helmet on? (laughs) I have my helmet on. Oh, you got a helmet since I last saw you. No, I'm saying figuratively I have a helmet on. No, just go... Okay. Just go on, please. The movie's called The Loch Ness Mobster. The Loch Ness Mobster? Yeah. Is that you like know a, about the Loch Ness Mobster, right? It's like a play on words, Loch Ness Monster. No, the Loch Ness Mobster. It's only been around for years and years, you dummy. You just called me a dummy. Yeah. I'll lay it out for you, okay? Okay. Well, you see, over in Europe, Scotland to be exact, there's this big lake. Is this your pitch? Am I actually hearing your pitch? Well, sort of, but I'm, I'm sort of explaining it to you, dumbing it down a little bit for you specifically. Oh, thank you. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Only over there they call their lakes locks. Don't ask me why. <laughs> I don't know why they do it. Anyhow, there's this crime family over there called the O'Malley's. Mm-hmm. And they control everything over there, you know, all the gambling, all the prostitution, all the fish and chip shops and stuff. Mm-hmm. But they're always in danger of getting arrested by the blobbies. That's the police over there in England. The bobbies? What? Bobbies. I think they're called blobbies. Let's just move on. Anyway, okay. So when the mob wants to hide, 
Mm-hmm. They all get in this big submarine and they go under the water and they hide. That's the Loch Ness monster. So where, what is the Loch Ness monster then? That's what they're in. It's like the big submarine. That's what people have been seeing for all these years. Hardly anyone knows about it. So, so, so this this uh, organized crime family yeah hides in this oversized submarine yeah why in this lake yeah and I'm assuming what they're seeing the all the reports of the Loch Ness monster yeah is what the periscope. Yeah, and the body of it, it comes up kind of high on the water. They get a thrill out of kind of fooling people and stuff. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. And what, so the movie is what, about this crime family? Yeah. And like what, their their adventures and stuff? Exactly, yeah. You know, I found a backer for it. Really? Yeah. Who? Well, he's a young patron of the arts. His name is Todd Y. Kern. Todd Y. Kern. Yeah. Is he part of the Kern family? Yeah, of course he is. Part of Only the, the best for me. Yeah. <laughs> well, that sounds amazing. And he's th- produced several uh, several made-for-TV movies over the years. What's that? He's produced many uh, made-for-TV m- movies over the years. He has. Yeah. Like like what like what movies? Well, like the Steppenkel. <laughs> What's that? The Steppenkel. The Steppenkel. Yeah. <laughs> the you mean? The step uncle. Yeah. Okay. Step on. Step uncle. Is that how you say it? Yeah. Okay. How do you say it? I thought it was step uncle. Uh, step uncle. Okay. Uh, you know, uh, you say tomato, I say tomato. <laughs> anyway, the step uncle was uh, the last big thing that Lisa Welchel did before she stopped acting. Uh huh. And I I know that name. What you it, should. Lisa Welchel. Yeah. What is what is she from? She was in the Facts of Life. Who did she play on that show? She played Blair. Oh, okay. So, so this it was one of the last things she did. Yeah. And what year was that? Well, it, I think it was like 1985, maybe. Okay. It was kind of like the stepfather. It uh-huh. actually predated the stepfather. Oh, the step uncle. Yeah, but they couldn't actually, you know, have a whole lot of violence on it because it was on network TV. Uh huh. You know, so um, the step uncle. He massages he massages his brother's uh, previous step families to death. Uh huh. Yeah, he's like an evil bachelor masseuse. Or would that be a masseur? I, you know, you want to know what? I'm not exactly sure. I'm not sure, masseur or masseuse. I don't know either. But he also oh. did fudge face. <laughs> I'm actually on your. Oh, I, this is something I don't like. Not being sure. You and I being in the same place intellectually. I know it's the first. I'm usually way above you. Yeah. Powering over your head. Now, what was the Looking other... Looking down on you. Yeah. Yup, yup. Yeah. Are you sure are. What was the other movie he made? Fudge Face. Why? Fudge Face. Yeah. And what was, what was Fudge Face about? Well, it's about a boy who overcomes incredible odds to become the number one speed eater of fudge in the world. Like, like as an inspirational kind of thing? Oh, yeah. It was Edward Norton's first movie. And who did he play in it? He played he played the, the main kid, Danny. <laughs> he played Edward Norton, his yeah. first movie. Yep. He was the star of Fudge Face. Oh, yeah. He was great. Uh-huh. The way he ate that fudge. Ugh. 
Yeah. I yeah. I've never heard of that movie. Oh yeah, but anyway, getting back to the Loch Ness Loch Ness mobster. Yeah. There's one actor I'd love to get for it. Who's that? His name is James Gandolfini. I think he'd make a great mafia guy. James Gandolfini. Yeah. You mean like Tony Soprano? Who's that? Oh. No, he was Eddie Poole. <laughs> Who is Eddie Poole? From Eight Millimeter, you sin a dummy. Eight, oh, eight Millimeter. That's one one of the worst movies I've ever seen. Wait, what? Yeah. You're nuts. Eight Millimeter. I love that movie. Ugh. What, what don't a, you like about it? The uh, the plot and the acting and the directing. Well, we'll just agree to disagree on that, I guess. So you You're never going to sway me in your direction. Yeah. So you that. were watching Eight Millimeter. Oh and, yeah. And you you all of a sudden saw this guy, and you're like, that guy would be a great mobster. That's Roddy O'Malley. Roddy, oh, oh, the head of the the Loch Ness mobster. Yeah. Crime family. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Roddy O'Malley. So you saw him. Now, what in, do you know him from? The from the Sopranos. I've seen The Sopranos. I know. We've actually talked about it on the air. But you know when I was watching The Sopranos from the front window, you know? Yeah, and you were seeing it without the sound, if I remember correctly. Yeah, it was kind of hard to make out a lot of faces. Uh-huh. I thought for sure the main guy was played by Cheech Marin. She, no! Are you sure? I'm, I am 1,000% sure. Let's, let's do a bet on this. Let's do a Cinnabet. Oh, a, a Cinnabet. Okay. Yeah. How much would you like to bet? I will bet you... Oh, let me see here. What's doable for me? I'll bet you $72,000 that I'm right. Uh, let me just get this bet straight before I yeah. make this bet. Yeah. The star of The Sopranos. Yeah. The guy playing the lead on The Sopranos. Yep. You're saying is Cheech Marin. Yeah. And I'm saying it's James Gandolfini. Okay. Well, what's your call screener's name? Mike? M yeah, Mike. Okay. He'll be our witness, I guess. Okay. Because no one else is listening, I'll bet. People are listening. Don't worry. I, I don't think so. Anyway. Mm-hmm. I'm also trying to get Roy Jr. to write a part for my new buddy in, <laughs> this, in this flick. Okay. Who, who is your new buddy? Is this, a uh, new, is this a new Hollywood buddy? Oh, yeah. Big time. He's big time. Uh-huh. Who's that? Uh, Dr. Christian Harfouche. Dr. Christian <laughs> You mean the ultimate fighting guy? Oh, yeah. Oh, you know him. Yes. He's great. I met him in the workout room at my hotel out there. Really? Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, you met him in the... Dr. Christian Harfouche, who is... I think he's like a born-again uh, ultimate fighter. Yeah, we didn't discuss that stuff at all. Yeah. Yeah. But you want him in your movie. Oh, yeah. He was in town at a card signing engagement. A, a card signing? We spotted each other in the weight room. Uh-huh. Yeah. What, what do you mean by card si signing? Well, he, si he signs, uh, you know, collector's cards, you know, for, for his extreme ultimate fighting league. Okay. So they, yeah. they have cards. Oh, yeah. He was super cool until he punched me in the face out of the blue. <laughs> what made him punch you in the face? Just kind of went into a rage. It was pretty weird. Certainly got my attention, I must say. 
You didn't say anything to him that might have set him off. Define say. Did anything that can that that had come out of your mouth? Yeah. Was any of it possibly uh, provocative? I didn't think it was a big deal. Well, what what was it? Well, I just said, "Man, you're so shrimpy." Uh huh. And then he punched me in the face. Well, yeah. He's like four one. Yeah. He's four one. I think so. Oh man, but that that fist in my face, I can still feel it. So you got you got you got punched in the face by Doctor Doctor Christian Harfouche. I did. Yeah. Kind of a badge of honor, wouldn't you say? Um, I don't know. Uh, you know, I'm not much. I, I don't know. I usually try not to think of violence like that as any sort of uh, badge of honor. Hey, you know what? What? Speaking of honor. Yeah. I had the most incredible honor when I was out there. Really? Are you ready? Yes. Guess who I met? Who? Stallone. You, you met Stallone? Yes, and we talked for hours about everything. Rocky, Rambo, Over the Top, Tango and Cash, Copland. He even talked about Rhinestone for like half an hour. Really? So down to earth, so That's... approachable. A guy's guy. That's fantastic. Yeah. So you you were, how long did you talk for? It was like four hours. Wow. Yeah. That's that's pretty impressive. So, yeah. So it was just you and him sitting there. Yep. Just kind of talking all about, like, you know, nuts and bolts of, like, making making the movies and kind of starring in, you know, like, did he, did he talk about, like, the... Like the latest Rocky one, you know, like the physical punishment of kind of doing that again? No. How, how would he know anything about that? <laughs> well, <laughs> well, you said it's you said he was in the movie, right? No. I mean, it's Stallone. Yeah, Stallone. Yeah. He was the star of, of Rocky Balboa. No, not Sylvester Stallone. Oh. Joff Stallone. <laughs> Frank, did you say Frank Stallone? Joff. Oh, not not even Frank. No, <laughs> who's Joffrey Stallone, Frank's son. <laughs> Why? So you were hanging out with Frank Stallone's son. Yeah, I met him at Paramount. Joffrey. Yeah, Joff uh-huh. for short. Joff for short. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And you met him at Paramount. Oh yeah. What were you doing at Paramount? I was eating. <laughs> Paramount what? The 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 studio. Oh, so you were at the studio. Oh, yeah. You were on the lot. Oh, totally. I'll tell you. Joss Stallone makes the best pot roast I've ever tasted. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So he works and he was making your food. Yeah, it's a commissary. Okay. Why? All right. I, I, and, and you just, did you recognize him? Oh, totally. I, I, I recognized that look anywhere. I said, I said, you've got it, don't you? And he said, yes, I do. Uh-huh. And then... It came out who he was, and he was so excited to talk about his uncle's work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He said he found his uncle's films. I actually wrote these words down because I, I didn't really know what they was. Uh-huh. He said he found his films cretinous and abhorrent. That sounds like high praise to me, don't it? Well, sure. He's yeah, in that... awe of his uncle. Uh-huh. He really sounds like he is. Oh, yeah. Wow. Hey, sp- speaking of movies. So you had a real Hollywood trip. Oh, totally. And he- uh-huh. here- here's the kicker. Uh-huh. I saw a great movie when I was out there. Okay. 
Well, what was it? Ratatouille. Ratatouille. <laughs> You've never heard of Ratatouille. It's always only the number one movie this weekend. Rat- you don't. Rat- what an idiot! <laughs> what a dummy! <laughs> You don't belong on no radio yeah, station. You're right. Now I am going to buy it. I don't, I don't belong on the radio. So you saw Ratatouille. Yeah, uh-huh. I loved it. Yeah? Yeah. <laughs> Tell me more about Ratatouille. Well, I thought it was great how they actually showed what Ratatouille's conscience looked like. Uh, I saw I saw it. What? What do you mean his conscience? Yeah. He's always sort of telling. The conscience is sort of always telling Ratatouille what to do. And I love that one scene where Ratatouille discovers that Demi Moore, she's the lady cop who's investigating stuff, finds out that she's a multimillionaire. Uh-huh. That was so great. So smart and brave. Smart. Uh, this movie, Ratatouille. Yeah. Was it animated? No. And there was like a female cop chasing after... What, what, so the the main guy in it was Ratatouille. Yeah. And was it was he murdering people? Yeah. Yeah, that's Mr. Brooks. What's that? It's like what, what did the, did the main rat look like Kevin Costner? Yeah. Yeah, that's Mr. Brooks you well, saw. What what's Ratatouille then? I don't. You know what? There's a movie called Ratatouille. I don't know what Ratatouille is, and I don't know why you thought. That it was the, uh, you know, I don't know why you would think that a live-action violent movie would be this animated kids movie. What's in the kids movie? It's like it, the star of the movie is a, a, a rat who, who wants to be a chef. Well, that's weird because in the movie I saw, there were rats in it. They were all over the place. When you say you saw rats, like where 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 were the rats? They were on the screen, and at one point they was actually crawling on me in the theater. I had to run out a few times. Yeah, uh, uh, did, did um, uh, I'm gonna go out on a limb here. You didn't do anything or eat anything before you saw Ratatouille, did you? Well, let me think. You know, I I I pretty much did what I always do before I go see a flick. Uh huh. Which is what? Well, I, I eat, uh, I have uh, some popcorn, uh-huh. peanut chew, some Frank soda, handful yeah. of shrooms. Uh, then I get some, uh, you know, some Twizzlers, stuff like that. Uh, so, uh, kind of kick back can, and enjoy the flick. You can, back, can you back up a little bit? Oh, the Twizzlers? No, right before the Twizzlers. Frank soda. I think right after Frank soda. After, oh, the handful of shrooms. Yeah, the handful of shrooms. Yeah. That might have something to do with you going to into the wrong movie and hallucinating. I never thought about that. That the rats were coming off the screen and, and climbing on you. I don't, oh, yeah, could be. Yeah, that may be. I'm, that could also explain why my friend said that I got up on the stage, a little platform in front of the screen, and started saying, if you build it, they will come. Yeah, I, I think we might be able to attribute the mushrooms to that also. Well, okay. <laughs> Note to self, maybe don't do that no more. Or maybe just only take four. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, well how many were in this handful? I don't know, like 17? <laughs> Why? <laughs> okay. Well, uh, you know, celebrate. Hey, I got a roll in a second. Lots of big deals going down. Uh-huh, uh-huh. 
How about this? I'll call you next week, not to gloat or nothing, but just to let you know how big it's all gotten and how huge I am and stuff. You know what? I got to say, this is a shocking turn of events. It's going to be great, ain't it? That you are now, you are now some sort of mogul. I'm like Roy Daddy. What's that? Roy, Roy Diddy. Roy Diddy. Yeah. Ugh, I hate that. What? That's terrible. I want you to call me that. Roy Diddy. Thank you. Uh, no, I was you saying. You called me no, that. I You're my not. minion. I, I did love not, it. I did not call you that. I was You're just saying. You're my fill minion. I'm your what? My fill minion. Your fill minion. Yeah. No, I'm not your fill minion. Hey, don't be surprised if you see me on the cover of Entertainment Weekly, Time, Newsweek, and that other one next week. Why is that? Because it's going to be huge. All the deals are going to get announced in Viority. Uh-huh. Okay. In Viority. I'll look yeah. for that in Viority magazine. Yep. Uh-huh. Yeah, once you get inside, you find out about publications like that. Yeah, like Viority magazine? Yeah. Okay. Maybe I'll hire you as an intern. Wow. Yeah. I, I could only cross my fingers and hope uh, you could you could hire me as, as an intern. Because then I could check out... Uh, Back issues of Viority magazine around the office. We'll see. Uh-huh. I like to burn them, you know. But, no. but yeah, maybe I'll save some for you. I can't anyway, be- I can't believe that you're succeeding like this. Oh this, yeah, man! It's, it's uh, only going to get bigger and better. Sky's the limit, no stopping me. I guarantee it. You guarantee yep. it. Oh, I pray that you are cruising for some sort of fall. Impossible. <laughs> oh, you are just not a. You are just digging such a hole now. Who is? You are, by being so arrogant about it. No way. Oh, man, I just can't, I just can't believe how huge this is going to be. You know, a couple years ago, you were working at the pencil factory, and you got fired. Those were, those were difficult times, but those were the times that made me what I am today. (sighs) The biggest entertainment mogul in the history of entertainment. It is going to come crap. I guarantee it now. You guarantee it'll never end? I guarantee it. There's no possible way (laughs) anything could possibly go wrong. (laughs) Okay, well, I'll give you a a ring next week. Yeah, yeah, great. Maybe, if I deign to talk to you anymore. Oh, great. (laughs) Late. Late. That might have been the most despicable thing he said. He managed to go out on the final thing was the grossest thing he said. Late. Ugh. He is so cruising for... It's hubris. It will be on his undoing. Thanks for listening to another episode of Best Show Gems. This is a sampling of the full three-hour best show on WFMU, which can be heard each and every Tuesday night live at WFMU.org, Tuesday nights, 9 p.m. until midnight Eastern Standard Time. You can listen anywhere on the globe at WFMU.org. If you're in the New York area, you can listen over your radio at 91.1. If you're in the Hudson Valley area, outside of New York City, check out the show at 90.1. And if you need more information on the show, go to friendsoftom.com. That is the best show on WFMU website. I want to thank a few people who are uh, instrumental in making sure this show takes place every other week 
want to thank Martin DeGrell, who is the executive producer of Best Show Gems and the curator of this program. Thank you, Martin. Mel Matsuoka, who is the, uh, the man who has been in charge of the entire Best Show and WFMU archiving for ages now. He is the architect behind this whole thing. None of it would be happening without you, Mel. Thank you so much. John Worcester, of course. Thank you for all the stuff uh, you do and we do together. You're the funniest dude alive. AP Mike for all your work helping keep the show running smoothly. I want to thank Spoonie for coming up with the Best Show Gems logo. And again, if you want to listen to a full episode of the Best Show on WFMU, go to WFMU.org. There are archives up there covering the entire decade plus of the Best Show on WFMU. They're all waiting up there for you to listen to at WFMU.org. And thank you for listening to this, and we hope to... uh, have you hear us soon i don't know if you're hearing it or not i'm gonna assume you are so thank you so much and uh we will see you soon hi